Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews since 1996, at least in written form. You can read them anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. For those of you who like films of the 1980s, I invite you to check out my other podcast. It's called Around the World in 80s Movies. Wherever you're listening to this right now, just do a search for it and you'll probably find it. If you don't, send me a note. You can find my contact information at my website, quipster.net. Today, I'm going to be looking at a romantic comedy. came out for the Valentine's Day weekend and kind of an anti-romantic comedy, although not really. And I'll get into the reasons why in just a moment. The name of it is called Isn't It Romantic? It's a PG-13 film. It does have language, some sexual material, and a brief drug reference. The runtime is a pretty short hour and 28 minutes. Rebel Wilson is the main star, with supporting roles going to Liam Hemsworth, Adam Devine, Priyanka Chopra, Betty Gilpin, and Brandon Scott Jones. The director is Todd Strauss-Schulson, and the screenplay credited to Aaron Cardillo, Dana Fox, and Katie Silberman. Now, if you've heard the name Todd Strauss-Schulson, you may know him because he dissected slasher film tropes in a film he released in 2015 called The Final Girls. And here he's going to get his chance to take on another cliched film genre, more specifically the 1990s era romantic comedy. That's what Isn't It Romantic is kind of about. And although it takes it a step further, here an unlucky in love single gal finds herself the so-called it girl in the middle of her own rom-com after she takes a nasty conk to the head. This one here puts perennial comedic sidekick Rebel Wilson actually into the lead role. And that puts a new spin on this old formula by pitting someone with awareness of how that romantic comedy formula works in the center of the action someone who has a disdain in particular and how the machinations usually operate within that genre. Now, Rebel Wilson here is playing a woman named Natalie. Natalie is working as an architect in New York City, although she often gets marginalized by her peers at her architecture firm as one of the administrative assistants who makes copies or fetches coffee for the others at the board meetings. To make matters worse for Natalie, she ends up getting mugged and assaulted in the subway on the way home, and that results in a loss of consciousness that finds her waking up in a too-nice hospital, being catered to, maybe even flirted with by the handsome, maybe too handsome doctor there. And, And her apartment is now three times the size that it was, and now it's meticulously furnished, and her neighbor is now flamboyantly gay, and the hunky and very wealthy client that they've recently taken on at the firm now only has eyes for her. That guy's played by Liam Hemsworth. In short, Natalie is the star of her own romantic comedy, and the only person that she ends up confiding in with that knowledge is her best friend at work, Josh, who happens to hold a secret crush for Natalie that she's been far too stuck in her low self-esteem to ever see. You can kind of see where the story's going to go from there. I won't spoil it, but... It won't really be a surprise, I think, to most people who see this movie. As you would expect from a film in which Rebel Wilson finally takes the spotlight, the humor in Isn't It Romantic often runs very broad. It's full of a lot of physicality, pratfalls, and slapstick. And Although it is tempered, I would say, somewhat by the incisive qualities of the screenplay. The screenplay here is written by TV veteran actress and writer Erin Cardia. Dana Fox, who's a romantic comedy scribe herself, she also worked on another rebel wilson vehicle with how to be single and 
Also, Katie Silberman, who actually co-produced How to Be Single. It plays with those romantic comedy cliches. You have your pop tunes, your music montages, those chase climaxes. But it does it with kid gloves for the things we all know to be the flaws. It doesn't really skewer the film. It's kind of a clawless form of playing around with its prey. Because it's also embracing those tropes for the things that most people who love them readily eat up. And in that way, the makers of Isn't It Romantic like to go for the jugular. At least you would think that they would. But then instead of devour it, they become friends with it in the end. And the result is an endeavor that does amuse in spots, sometimes very amusing. But it never quite owns that sassy satire that it aspires to achieve in a whole sense, unfortunately. And Rebel Wilson, who probably has never been more delightful in films, doesn't still quite own the movie either. And that's possibly because her character plays out like so many of her secondary performances. She's stuck somewhere between being likable or loathsome without really wholly making it a character that gets us want to be close enough to her to actually root her on for happiness by the end of the film. And that's a liability, unfortunately, for a romantic comedy. Now, mileage is certainly going to vary as far as how much of this is amusing to you. The target of this comedy is mostly aiming straight at the demographics and the audience of those who regularly feast on 1990s staples that either starred Julia Roberts or Meg Ryan or Reese Witherspoon or Sandra Bullock. You know, maybe if you enjoyed gimmicky comedies also of the 1990s, Groundhog Day and The Truman Show, if you like those films, you're going to find a knowing familiarity with how the storyline begins to play out. It very much is reminiscent of those movies. Even a 1990s action movie gets a nod. There's a clever line in the film that says, this is like The Matrix for lonely women. I got a good laugh out of that one. I guess the more on the 1990s era pop culture wavelength you are, the more in tune you'll likely be with what isn't it romantic is going to have to offer. I think in the end, this anti-romantic comedy effort is meant much more for those who love living in that fantasy world than the chorus of a vapid feel-good movie, rather than actually despise them for deviating into a comfortable but unrealistic sense of reality that most women want, but few, if any, could ever but dream to achieve. Nevertheless, I do think that like most of the films that it refers to, it is pleasantly enjoyable, even if those pleasures are consummately ephemeral. So take that for what it's worth. It definitely will have an audience out there, but that audience is pretty much limited to the people that really know this subject well. So I'm going to give Isn't It Romantic three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do recommend it for people who like this kind of movie. If you're a big rom-com fan, especially if you're very familiar with the films of the 1990s and all of the tropes and cliches and all of that formula, you're definitely going to enjoy this film more than most. If you really hated those kinds of movies or you're just not familiar, I think this may probably be a miss for you. But for those who are, and I gotta admit, I pretty much am, it's a fun time and I do recommend it enough to give it three stars out of four. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and you'll continue to get all of my reviews as they come out. And if you've seen this film and you have your own thoughts, you can write to me. You can find my contact information on my website. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, thanks everyone, and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. Oh.